And welcome to season eight of Cheap Seats, the number one sports podcast here from Lake Orion High School. I'm your host, Derek Steele. I got three very excited guests with me today. Let's start with Jackson, and then I don't care who goes next. Introduce yourself. I'm Jackson Bellinger, um, a junior Lake Orion. Ryan or Hunter? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Ryan. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hunter Promosian. I'm a senior at Lake Orion High School. And I'm Ryan Dinda. I'm a senior at Lake Orion High School as well. As you cannot tell, um, Jackson is actually um, on location tonight. He is at our varsity football game. They are playing U of D tonight. Hopefully, we'll have a um, Lake Orion victory to talk about in episode two. But I want to dive into some um, NBA, more specifically the NBA Finals. It is the Los Angeles Lakers against the Miami Heat. Game one, um, there's a little bit of everything. So, thoughts about that game? Uh well, I feel like the main reasons that the Lakers came out was they had an abnormally good three-point shooting night. I mean, they usually don't do that well, but if I believe right, I think it was 13 in, like, the first half, and they usually only put that up in, like, a game. So that helped them, and also the fact that Bam uh, Bam went down with a shoulder injury and uh, Drogic uh, tore his uh, planter foot. So, Bam, uh, Drogic's out, but hopefully Bam can return and uh, help the Heat back in game two. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bam has been just kind of one of those bright spots for the Miami Heat, this year, or especially in these playoffs, really. He's kind of blown up. He had a really good series against the Pacers, against the Bucks, And I cannot think of the third team that they played right now off the top of my head. They played the Pacers, Raptors. the Raptors. You are right. Um, he, I feel like he had a big series in all three of those games. But going to look at the Lakers side, that big two and Anthony Davis and LeBron James, man, they can play. Um, do you, What do you think those two will have to do, kind of keep it up um, in games two, three, and so on to win the series? I mean, these guys are like veteran players, so they know not to worry about what the other team has and they know, they know what kind of caliber uh, team they are. You know, they just got to keep playing their game. Yeah, I agree with Hunter. I think they just have to keep playing their game, really. What they need to win is they need the, that third man to step up, no matter who it is on the team. Usually it's like Kuzma or Caldwell Pope, one of them, Danny Green, to just step up and put up average numbers, and they'll probably come out with a win because those two are so consistent. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Lakers, man, they have depth. Um, but kind of going over to the Miami Heat, um, as we mentioned, Bam Adebayo kind of was quiet in game one. I'm pulling up the points total right now, actually. Jimmy Butler led the, lead, or led the way for the Heat with 23. He was 8 for 13 in fuels and 5 for 5 in rebounds. Uh, let's pull up the box score. Bam Adebayo had only eight points, so definitely something that the Heat kind of want to feed him the ball more. Um, Dragic, as we mentioned, out with an uh, injury. Who do you think for the Heat will step up kind of with that absence of Gorgon Dragic? Well, you got to remember, Bam only has eight points because he went down in the second quarter uh, with the shoulder, and uh, I think he might come back for a short portion of the third, but that's about it. Um, but – we have to see Jimmy Bowler continue this consistency that he's been putting up for Miami. He's been playing crazy. 
And uh, I feel like Tyler Hero, he's been good throughout the entire playoffs. But we need to see him continue that in the finals. He just wasn't showing the same consistency he's been showing. I think yeah. uh, Dunk, I think Duncan Robinson needs to step up. You know, he was having a great regular season. He's been kind of quiet though in the playoffs. He was looking. He was on a hot streak, and at the end of the regular season, then the bubble came in, and he's been kind of quiet. So I think Duncan Robinson needs to get back out there, shooting threes, doing what he does. Yeah, and I think uh, Kendrick Nunn from Oakland, he's also a very big part. He's one of their big three-point shooters, one of the ones that you don't really expect to put up really any points because he's coming off kind of the end of the bench. But he's a sleeper, and I think if he stepped his game up a little bit, the Heat would have – the Lakers would have a lot more trouble with the Heat. Definitely. Um, One other player I kind of want to look at is Andre Iguodala. Um, came over from the – Golden State Warriors, I think this is like his sixth sixth finals appearance in a row. So he obviously has that um, ability to play in the finals and that experience to play in the finals. So I feel like he needs to step up big for those players that's never been there, like Bam Adebayo. Um, Jimmy Butler, I believe, has never played in a finals game up to this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson, all those players. Um, can we get some finals predictions? Let's start with uh, Jackson. Well, I mean, we haven't seen the end report for tonight on whether Bam is out or not. Um, if Bam's out, I don't see the Heat getting a game unless something crazy happens. So I'm going to have to say Lakers in four. Okay. Ryan? I think if Bam comes back – the Heat definitely have a chance. They've been playing as underdogs the whole season, and they've beaten teams that they thought, that the experts thought would beat the Lakers, like the Celtics, the Bucks, Raptors. So I think if they can get Bam back and they can play like how they were playing earlier in the playoffs, they could win it in seven. But if no Bam, I see Lakers in five. Okay, sure. Yeah, I see the Lakers taking this one, but the only reason that I think Heat could have a chance is they need to slow down that Lakers offense. I mean, they've been just shooting all over the Heat, and they just, they just need to put up some defense somewhat to just get the ball back, you know, and put it back in their end of the court. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, looking at the Lakers' playoffs so far, they've won every series 4-1, to one. gentlemen sweep. I feel like the big factor for this is kind of like, I know Ryan and Jackson mentioned this, Bam Adebayo, is he going to be healthy enough to return? I say if not, I see the Heat Lakers taking in four. But if he comes healthy, I think the Heat could take two, make this interesting. I see Lakers in six if Adebayo can come back. Um, let's move over to some free agent moves. Um, what are the big free agent moves that happened actually – a couple nights ago, it was Doc Rivers announcing that he would not return to the L.A. Clippers and then kind of signing with the Philadelphia 76ers. Can we get some thoughts on that one? Um, I'll go. Uh, well, Doc Rivers, has historically, he's been considered one of, one of the best coaches in the 21st century. Um, he hasn't won a title, um, but he's met – he's been through a lot. And I think the Sixers with a young base – with uh, Embiid and uh, Simmons will be good. But he also, you got to remember, he's got some uh, draft uh, He's got some draft stock he can work with. And I won't be surprised to see if he uh, tries to trade up in the draft using either Simmons or Embiid. And okay. that would be interesting to see. Okay. Hunter? Uh, I, I heard that they're uh, picking up, um, what's his name, from the Pelicans. 
uh, Alvin Gentry that will potentially join Rivers uh, with coaching. And, you know, I feel like the six, I think this is a good move because, you know, he's a veteran uh, coach. You know, he's, he's seen how it goes. You know, I think he, I think he could pull, pull away with the uh, Sixers. I think he could be pretty good with them. I kind of want to – I agree with you too, but I kind of want to make this interest. I'm going to go on the other side. Look at what the Clippers have done with kind of the teams they've had with Rivers, especially this year having Kawhi Leonard, having Paul George. And, yeah, you can say Paul George really didn't show up in the finals. And I'm trying to think who beat them. It was the Nuggets. It was the Nuggets. You're right. Three to one. So uh, – No, it was in games – it was uh... – Game seven. Yeah, game seven. They came back three to one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they came back three to one. My so, bad. I feel like Doc Rivers is just one of the coach, those coaches where he had one really good year, and everyone's just kind of saying he's one of the greatest coaches ever. I really don't see how he's going to take Ben Simmons, who, by the way, was out in the bubble. He was out of the playoffs. Joel Embiid, who, in my opinion, is one of the most overrated centers. I don't see all the hype over Joel, Joel Embiid. I just don't see Doc Rivers taking this team to anything special. Well, I sort of agree with you there, Derek. I do think Doc Rivers is a little overrated since he won his championship in 08 with the Celtics, the big three. Um, He really hasn't done much of anything. He's had some very stacked teams with the Clippers. He had Lob City for plenty of seasons. He He had this new team recently. And again, nothing. And now he went. He goes to the 76ers, which I agree. Ben Simmons has been injured constantly since the start of his career. And same with Joel Embiid. I do think Joel Embiid has very good talent. He does put up like 30 points a game, 15 rebounds. So I think there's something there. It's just I don't, I don't believe in Doc. But okay, I hope for the best for him. Going. I wonder up, if it was, I wonder if it was like ahead. a last resort coaching uh, decision though to pick him up because. I don't know if there's that many coaches out there that they would like to have unless they pick them up for the experience, but that's about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know as a Pistons fan, this is something that I'm kind of looking forward to with the Pistons having the number seven overall pick going more of into November, into the future a little bit with the NBA draft. What are some surprise moves you think that we could see happen? Um, I, I would – one of the obvious ones is Golden State trading down for another superstar because um, they they don't need the number one overall pick. Everybody knows that. Actually, uh, it is Minnesota with the number one pick, I believe. Yeah, I think oh, they no, have- you, you are. Yeah, no, you're correct. They have number two pick. My bad. That's not me. Um, but they don't need the number two pick. Uh, Clay's going to return healthy. Steph's going to return healthy. Draymond's returning healthy. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they trade that second overall pick for a, another star from a player that is, uh, uh, wait, am I still coming in? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Ethan was, Ethan was calling me. My bad. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, they just don't need it. So they're definitely going to trade for someone. Let me bring your attention to something, Jackson. I completely agree where you're – I completely understand where you're coming from. But think about who's their starting center. Who's their starting uh, center on the Warriors right now? Andrew Wiggins. 
I don't see Wiggins being able to be a starting caliber center. But there's someone who I think he went to Memphis. He goes by the name of James Wiseman. I really could see the or the Warriors picking him up with the number two overall pick if he doesn't go to the Timberwolves, which I don't think they'd pick him up because of um Cat. Um, any other thoughts of the draft? I don't think there's been much thought about the draft because we haven't get to see the the the, the March Madness, so we wasn't going to see like those big guys going up against other big superstars in college. So we didn't get to see how good these guys can be in big moments. Like you, there's gonna they're gonna be on the biggest stage of them all. They didn't get to been able to prove themselves on that stage, so they weren't able to show how good they really are on the biggest stage of them all. So I'm not sure. I mean, they're really good players, but they could have proved themselves in March. Yeah, definitely. Um, but kind of taking the attention elsewhere, think about one of the prospects who everyone's saying is going to go top three, LaMelo Ball, who did not play in the NCAA. He played overseas. If there was a March Madness, and let's say a guy like Obi Topin, who won the um, Best Player of the Year award, I can't think of what it's called right now, in college basketball. If someone like that had a big year, carried Dayton to like, the Final Four, do you think that was dropped uh, LaMelo, or how do you think that would have worked out? Yeah, uh, I think um, I think LaMelo, just because of the name, he's guaranteed to go top three. I don't think really like, – his brother obviously already drafted. His skill is very obvious that he's very talented, and I don't think Obi Toppin having a great season would have – really change that because I think no matter what, he's going to go below both of both him and Joe, James Wiseman. So, okay. um, yeah, but I do think – I don't know if he's going to go top three. He could go top five. So that March Madness stunt that he could have had could have really helped him push him into the top three. But you don't really know because we never had it. Yeah, definitely. We actually spent a lot more time on basketball than I, I expected. Let's um, move over to I know a topic that in years past has been talked a lot about on this podcast, but I'm going to follow tradition. Um, the NFL season, week four this week, we've already had um, one cancellation in the Steelers and Titans that got moved back to, I believe, week seven. So what um, big games, what kind of breakout teams do you think there can be in week four? Obviously, a breakout team, you know, right now, Seattle's red hot right now. And I don't think there's any stopping them. The only concern is, is that secondary defense. You know, Jamal, they bring in Jamal Adams, but there really hasn't been any proof of this secondary doing anything because, you know, you saw the Cowboys just throwing all over him. Dak Prescott started having a game. But, you know, they've been man managing pull away, and I think Russell Wilson is just having a year right now. And I think he's a potential MVP candidate. He's never gotten a vote in, in his career. And I think this is the year that he could po possibly get a lot of votes here for an MVP. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, I feel like Russell Wilson, there is that year where he beat Peyton Manning, who or questionably is top three greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, he's won multiple MVP awards. I feel like there was a couple years where he was snubbed from the MVP, so definitely a good point. Um, one team that I kind of want to take your attention to is the Minnesota Vikings. They're 0-3. They're playing the 0-3 Texans. I just see Kirk Cousins having a big game against that defense. The Houston Texans defense really hasn't been able to do anything. I just personally see Kirk Cousins finally being able to bring that Minnesota offense 
offense to life, being able to score a bunch of points against Houston and edging out. I think it's going to be a close one because you got to think about who Houston's quarterback is and Deshaun Watson. That's going to be a fun game, though, this week. You have to remember, though, the Houston Texans, their three losses, all three of their losses come to extreme powerhouse teams. That's true. Yeah, definitely. They've lost lost to the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. But yeah, those... they haven't been able to score more than 21 points in a game. So there's a lot of question marks with that offense losing DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. Mm. Um, one more game I want to bring your attention to. We can make some predictions on this game or whatever. And then I know this was kind of quick, but move into college football. The um, Bill, Buffalo Bills, uh, Oakland Raiders. Oakland's been – both teams have really been a surprise – um, showing up Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Has he um, grown this offseason? I know um, I follow the Bills really carefully. I actually have been. And um, years recently, Buffalo has given a 50.2% chance to win that game. What do you see happening in that game? I mean, Buffalo played a great game last week against uh, – great first half, actually, against the Rams. Um, they almost, almost lost there. But then Josh Allen came out doing what he does best, you know, throwing those dimes, getting driving downfield, getting throwing the game winner touchdown right there just to like close it out. But you know, I'm I'm scared for this Buffalo defense because they were showing very very high intensity in in the first half, and they need to just close it out. You know, you just got to lock down, run the football more, and like run out that clock so Buffalo can get secure the win against Oakland. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ryan, I really like Buffalo's chances, but. You cannot forget about Oakland's rookie running back. Jacobs. Yes, Josh Jacobs. Josh he is Jacobs. Definitely a sleeper. He is a he rookie is. who is going to yes. eat this league alive, especially with a lot of other running backs getting injured. I think he has a high chance of possibly being, if not top 10, top five in rushing all season. He's already, I, I don't know what position he's in right now but he's already got go ahead he's already got 252 rushing yards this year in three games yeah exactly and I think he's Buffalo needs to watch out for him and Derek Carr he's on and off but when he's on he's on and that team can get hot around him definitely Jackson uh yeah I mean the old line has been working well for him, and if it continues to be like that, and uh, I don't see him slowing down, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to watch him. I mean, it's going to be a running back battle. You know, you got Singletary and Jacobs going at it back and forth. It's yeah, gonna, definitely. I think it's going to be a running football game. I mean, they may throw the ball up to Diggs, you know, potentially. I mean, that was a great pickup by Buffalo to get Stephon Diggs out of there. You know, it's going to be – I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game with a lot of running. Definitely. Um, one of the things that – things that really scares me about Buffalo is that defense because of injuries. I know Ed Oliver listed as questionable. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, um, they both have been kind of on and off on and off throughout this year. I've, I believe they're both listed as questionable for this week's game. They clearly played against the um, Rams. They were one of the reasons that the Buffalo was able to pick up that win because I feel like golf could have thrown all over that defense like – Tannehill did week two, but there's one more injury that kind of comes to my mind. There's actually two, Zach Moss, the rookie running back, and John Brown, 
Allen's number two receiver. I feel like if Brown is out injured, then they're going to double-team Diggs because I don't feel like there's another deep threat for Allen if John Brown is out. So those are – I just feel like injuries are going to be the determinant for this game. Yeah, I mean, injuries have just been a huge factor just like these first three weeks. You know, all these guys are going down. And I think it's partly because they didn't have a preseason to get these reps in before they started going full – full throttle into the week one because you know they just jumped right back into the season not many training camps before you know they just started putting on pads and it was like full throttle right from week one put the starters in you know I would if, if they would have had a preseason I, I, I probably would have thought there wouldn't be less injuries um, but you know there's still some guys though that are showing like full throttle potential and not injured fully healthy and they're still playing the best best year of their life so far. Yeah um, definitely moving on to um from professional football to college football, there's some really good games. Uh, for example, Texas A&M and Alabama playing a couple of 1-0 teams. You got Georgia and Auburn top 10 teams playing. And then you got the nightcap, Virginia and Clemson. Um, what game are you most excited to see for this weekend? Uh, Alabama, really. I mean, because if you see every – powerhouse SEC team either lost or had trouble. Um, A&M barely got by Texas Tech. Um, LSU lost. Auburn barely won. It seems like Alabama was the only SEC team that was convincing. And they're also – they're playing uh, Texas A&M and uh, two At powerhouse home, teams. by the way. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're going to have fans, but, I mean, they're both top ten teams. And – uh it's going to be fun to watch. Actually, A and M, I believe A and M is not a top ten team. Yeah, they, they are, are thirteen. They're, they're, I thought they moved up to ten. They might have. I'm looking at ESPN right now. Um, the game I'm looking at most is a clash of top team, top ten teams, Auburn and Georgia. I just see that. I see that game being. I feel like that game is going to be a defensive matchup. Both defenses are really going to be able to shut down the offense. I feel like it's going to be 17-14 um, Georgia on a last-second field goal to win it. Yeah, I mean, they beat, I mean, they beat the Razorbacks, what, 37-10 to 10 last week. I mean, the Razorbacks aren't that hot of a team. And, you know, I bet you Georgia misses their running game more than anything, you know, with DeAndre Swift on the field last year. I mean, they were running the ball fantastically. I agree with you. It's going to be a low-scoring game, going to be a heavy hitter. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, as I mentioned, the nightcap, Trevor Lawrence, national TV. Everyone knows what he can do. That man can play. Going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Unless I saw something from um, one of the ESPN analysis saying that if the Jets have the number one pick, he should stay in college one more year. Uh, let's get thoughts about that. Do you uh, say – you go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead, Oh, no, I want Rhonda to go ahead. Okay. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think the New York Jets haven't been managed well since I was born. And really, <laughs> I don't think it's going to change anytime soon with their coach being really clueless. I mean, they haven't won a game this season. Or, um, their Sam quarterback, Darnold. Sam Darnold, just – got injured in the game and then ended up coming back after Joe Flacco 
had a terrible performance. So as usual, the last two or three years. <laughs> hey, what's up, Ethan? Yep. And then um, I just think what? the Giants are a franchise oh, that is just dying. Right and I don't think Trevor Lawrence should waste his career there. So yeah, right. definitely. I mean, I would say the same for like if, if it was like Joe Burrow standpoint. You know, you, anyone can re- waste their career at at Cincy or 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 Cleveland or New York. Detroit. I mean, this, this is yeah, Detroit. I mean, this is just what happens with football. It's just business at the end of the day. You know, they bring in the talent. They see what you got. I mean, it's just coaching at the end of the day and ownership. You know, the the GM for New York is just awful. I feel like. They need to get rid of coaching and, and, and the GM there and just start fresh. They need to start fresh. The same with the Lions. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like that wraps it up. Um, thank you, all three of you, for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this. Um, episode two coming out really soon. Um, we got a really exciting guest coming on for episode two. Um, I'm really excited for him to come on. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, so don't miss that. Thanks for listening. Um, go around one more time saying our names. Uh, Jackson. Oh. Go ahead, Jackson. Uh, Jackson Bellinger. I'm Hunter Panosian. I'm Ryan Dinda. And I'm Derek Steele. We'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks for listening, everyone.